Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode entitled Communication Breakdown is sponsored by Lalo Tactical. For the very best in boots and shoes, visit www.lalo.com and use the code Maximus Podcast for a gift from us to you. Also, visit the fine folks at Meat Locker for the very best in steak, chicken, pork, bacon, whatever you want. I might have said bacon twice but it's going to come right to your door. It's delicious meat. It's stuff Joe and I eat all the time. Meatlocker.com. Use the code Maximus for a gift from us to you again, because we're all about giving back. Now, today's episode, we've called it Communication Breakdown. We probably could have called this Conflict Resolution, Joe. Yeah. But really, it's about communicating with others, especially in regards to heated situations or arguing. Yeah, I mean, fucking Bobby, you always do this, you fucker. What's that? Uh, I don't know. It's just an example of how not to hit into an Oh, argument. shit. I thought you were talking to me literally because that's how you, that's how you talk to me. Like yeah. I thought because I was coughing on the podcast, you just gave me some shit because that's how you speak to me on a regular basis. Like I'm a that's, piece of trash. That, that's how our relationship goes. That actually confused me. Maybe I'm used to being spoken to like that. That's a problem. I need to talk to my therapist about that or something like that. Yeah, but maybe um, seriously, Joe, that's a, that's a good example. You caught me off guard. <laughs> um, I think that most of our problems in life come from a communication problem. Yeah, it really we're, does. Yeah. We're social animals. Uh, we communicate with each other on a regular basis. But I think that we feel and, and maybe I'm speaking for our listeners here, but I, I feel like a lot of people have frustration over how they communicate with others. Well, I think we we live in an interesting time where there, there's so many different venues for communication, right? Yes. I mean, if it was 2,000 years ago, you had face-to-face communication, or if you were wealthy, you might be able to write someone a letter. Yes. You know, and nowadays, you've got social media, you've got instant messaging, text messaging, right, email. You've got that face-to-face thing, but people seem to want to avoid that, and they'd rather hide behind sort of the, the, the anonymity of social media. Yeah. You can almost, even besides anonymity, there's this whole thing via text message. You can almost say whatever you want without mm-hmm. consequence. Yeah. There's no, and, there's no like nuance to the communication. It's just words. No. And you can almost say anything. And if you put an LOL next to it or yeah. like a smiley face, you're off the hook for whatever you said. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I think is a problem. And I think it actually inhibits people's ability to communicate in real life. You're spot on with that. And I think that that little funny emoji is sometimes an afterthought because people get so used to this instant communication that they just they'll let out something that they know they probably shouldn't have said. And then we'll throw an LOL behind it as a way to kind of like soften that blow. The communication doesn't have like the the nuance of face to face communication where your body language, your tone Right. When you're breathing, when you're pausing, all of that stuff communicates something. It can communicate your mood. It can communicate uh, uh, your point of view. It can communicate your your openness to the other person's opinion. And via text, it's, again, just words. Well, and it takes away the seriousness. So a couple examples. I say, Joe, it would be great for you to get the podcast done on time this week. And I put LOL after. You're left now to interpret my mm-hmm. – uh, my phrase, right? Yeah. You're wondering, is he serious about this? Is he joking? I'm not really sure. If I am serious about it, and it was a request I was making of you, all seriousness on my part's lost because right. you put an LOL in a text or social media conversation, and all seriousness is taken away. Yeah. Uh, this happens dating. If you send a girl a text message late at night and you say, hey, it would be great if you were over in my bed right now, LOL. It's kind of an innocuous way or like a non-serious way to say, would you like to come over? But you can always fall back to, I was just joking because right. I put LOL. Right. And she's left to wonder, is he serious? Is he not serious? Mm-hmm. What are his intentions here? And I think what happens is this infects us because it really, like I said earlier, inhibits our, our, our ability to communicate face-to-face. And then when people get in a face-to-face confrontation – they really don't know how to act in a positive way right. to get their needs met. Well, I think they're they're both out of practice because so much of their the, like the vast majority of their communication is through other channels. And then when you yep. do when you do have those like kind of awkward uh, uh, interactions 
via a a text message or an email. And then you get into that face-to-face situation. Like you're bringing all this baggage with you that may or may not even be warranted. For sure. There's also, if we look at why this is so important, I guess, communication, that most positive experience you'll have and, and conversely, most negative experiences you'll have are from either good or bad communication. Right. So if you have a really good hot date, mm-hmm. that's because of good communication. Yeah. Yeah. It's good if conversation, you have really, good interaction. Absolutely. Yep. Really good job interview where you get a job. That's because of good communication. Yeah. Talking your way out of a out of a speeding ticket from a police officer, mm-hmm. good communication. At the same token, if you have a fight with your wife, it almost always or your husband for the ladies that are listening, mm-hmm. it's almost always due to poor communication. Right. Yeah. You know, I get it. There are things that people do that are wrong, that are bad, that it's not because of poor communication. I mean, it's it's they did something wrong, but most of the day to day arguments you will have with your spouse your children are are because of poor communication. Mm-hmm. When I think about every, I guess, negative interaction that I've witnessed in my life, you know, guys getting into fights, people screaming at each other, it, it's almost obvious when you're the the outsider looking in that there's not yep. good communication. You know, exactly. If you're watching a show and people on the show are arguing, you're you're like, why doesn't this person just say what they need to say? Right. Yes. Every every romantic comedy goes through this thing where it's like, gosh, if these people would just be honest with each other in the first act, we wouldn't need the rest yep. of the movie. What's really interesting to me, though, is that you can spot it from a mile away when you're watching communication go wrong. Yeah. Yet you can't see it when you're in it. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people don't know. I would say uh, if I can call it this, the rules of communicating effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And I right? think there are. And I, I, I don't know that there's a, a great list but we went ahead and put one together for everybody listening. So we'll see if this and works. And I'm going to say the fact that we did it makes it a great list. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I've decided, Joe, we need to be less humble. I think so. Yeah, we need to just go with the we're great, buy everything we sell, listen to our podcast, tell all your friends. I think that's the road we need to go down. Yeah, and I, and I think people should know that I'm the most humble. And, and Bobby yes. is, is even more <laughs> humble than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as my son says, the mostest humble. Uh, we're just keeping so, it real, folks. Just keeping it real. That's right. But for real, tell all your friends about the podcast because we do need more subscriptions yes. and more downloads. Like, comment, share, share, share the yes. podcast. And then, yeah, subscribe. Then, then you get the podcast delivered right to you. It's a great, great Easy. tool. Yep. But back to these rules of communication. I, by the way, I feel that we communicated that effectively. So I'm proud of ourselves. Well, we're, uh, we're, we'll have to listen back because, like you said, <laughs> when you're in it, it always sounds good. That's right. Now, in terms of these rules for communication, really what we're talking about is conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. And the reason we decided to call the podcast Communication Breakdown is because usually if there is a communication breakdown, you have screwed up one of these rules. Yeah, yeah. Like plain and simple, you fucked up and you've went off the rails and that's why shit has gone bad for you. Yeah, so and I want to point out too, uh, Bobby and I have both been through law enforcement training. We both have worked in law enforcement and a, a large part of that training includes very specific steps to conflict resolution. And so it's not like we're just pulling this stuff out of thin air. I think the way that it, it's taught in the academy is very dry and yep. it, it's it's kind of hard to talk your way through it. Um, what we're giving you guys here is sort of the finer points. And I think this is well, digestible by anybody. So you don't have to be a cop to, to utilize this stuff. And I want to add to this or add to that that. Good communication is the same no matter what situation you're in, Absolutely. whether it's hostage negotiation, a fight with your spouse, in a job interview, uh, any issue you could come across. The steps are really the same. Yeah. So you could really apply these to any area of your life. Yep. So the first rule, keep your emotions in check. Emotions are highly illogical. And if you're emotional, you're going to be unable to communicate your point effectively. Yeah. Most times when we're in an argument, when we are trying to talk to somebody else, what we're really trying to do is get some kind of need met. Right. So if you're fighting with your wife over something, chances are you need something from her. Well, and, yeah, if and, you and are, rec- recognize that the other way around, too. If somebody's arguing with you, what they're really saying is that there's a need that's not being met. Yes. 
And if you're emotional asking for that need, people won't know what the need is. They're going to focus on your negative energy or your negative emotions as opposed to helping you. Well, and as a parent, I think that that's very obvious when your kids get super cranky or they're getting really whiny. It's usually because there's something they need. Sometimes they need a nap. Sometimes they need a snack and they don't know what they're asking for. And so it's just expressed as like a baby crying for milk. Yes, You know, Joe, my solution is feed them and put them to bed. Yep. That almost always solves everything for a kid. That's what I learned with with our first, right? When JoJo was born, it's like if the baby's crying, it it probably either needs a diaper changed, it needs to eat, it needs to be burped, and it needs to be put back to bed. Like it's one of those things. That's it. When it comes to adults, though, it's not that simple, even though I wish that it was. Although (laughs) I will say this, I am at a point in my life where a good meal – and a snooze will fix almost anything. Yeah, yeah. And and that sounds funny, but think to yourselves as you're listening at home or in your car, wherever the hell you listen to these podcasts, a good meal and a good nap makes you feel really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And it's less That's awkward just than trying to the change reality your, than trying to change your coworker's diaper or offer to burp. Yes. Them. Exactly. Well, now with these emotions, Joe, one of the biggest problems with emotions is that essentially your cerebral cortex gets flooded Mm -hmm. and your perception and your reality are actually warped. Yeah. And and you've probably heard somebody say something along the lines of, I never said that. And that's a perfect example of emotions were running the show at that point. And I've been in situations where people will swear up and down they never said something. And then they'll watch themselves on video saying that. Yeah. And they're floored that yeah. they actually said it. It's 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 one of the reasons why I'm actually a proponent of police officers using body cams. Mm-hmm. A lot I, of cops I, I know are against it, but I am all for it simply because it, it, it people cannot then lie their like lie their way out of situation. And the danger with that is it's not that they're lying on purpose. They really have a different yeah. perception or a different memory of what happened during that altercation, if you will, or incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and there's been a lot of cases where some interaction with the police went negative and then the, the perpetrator is brought in and shown that video. And yep. like, oh, geez, I didn't realize that's what I sounded like. You know, now yep. I can understand why the cop was behaving the way that they were behaving. Yeah, for sure. And so think about how that can happen in, in everyday life. Yeah. You're in an argument with your spouse or an argument with your boss and both people are heated and emotional. Now you've got two people that are unable to process logical thought, but they also later will have a different memory of what happened. Yes. Yeah. You're you're creating all kinds of problems down the road. So number one, keep your emotions in check. And oftentimes, Joe, if there is a fight between you and your wife or you and your boss, there's no reason to get emotional. Right. Like, so what? Somebody left a, a, a dish in the sink or someone forgot to mm-hmm. do the laundry or someone forgot to put something away or forgot to pay a bill. Is it really worth getting angry or upset over? A, a lot of that stems from a fear, right? So if, you're, if your boss is confronting you, there's like a fear of yeah, maybe losing your job, of disappointing your, your boss. Uh, if it's your spouse, maybe there's a fear of the relationship falling apart. And so if you think like a cat that's being cornered, right, they get aggressive, but that's not out of anger. That's out of fear. No. And so I think, yep. you know, when, when emotions start ramping up, like it's perfectly okay to just stop, close your eyes, take a deep breath and just say to yourself, are my emotions getting the better of me? Yeah, for sure. The, the other thing I'd say is the more emotional you get in arguments, the more arguments or conflicts build on one another. Yeah, yeah. If There's every single time you're in an argument, you're emotional, it's not going to go well for you in the future. Well, you get good at what you practice, right? So if that's yep. your, 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 your modus operandum, that's where you're going to go. That, and, and the more you do that, the more likely you are to do that. For so sure. You have, you have to build healthier habits about that. Yep. The second rule, no escalators. Don't mock or mimic people. Don't swear. Don't attack people. And know what I call snide comments. Yeah, yeah. These will get you much further from a resolution. And I think it's important to point out, like, the, the goal is not to win the argument. The goal is to resolve the conflict, right? Yes. So there may not be a winning resolution, you know? Nope. Like, you want to get into a trade war with China, there may not be a win here, right? Yes. We're just looking to work together. Like, we have to get past this winners and losers mentality. 
Well, what's what's that thing they say about a compromise? The best compromise is when both people go away feeling not quite satisfied. Right. Yeah. Is that the, the, the yeah. I, I think that's the rule of thumb. But even even without conflict, Joe, oftentimes you're just trying to get a need met. Yes, exactly. And and to give an example, you and your daughter come over and you're staying with us for a week. Mm-hmm. And Jojo's crying and I have a headache and it's bothering me. If I say to you, Joe, I've really got a bad headache. Do you think you could take Jojo for a walk? I'm pretty sure as a logical person, mm-hmm. a person that cares about me and wants to help me meet a need, you're going to take Jojo for a walk. Yeah, without a doubt. If I'm angry and emotional and I say, can you just shut that fucking kid up? How's that going to go? <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, we're, we're now in a fight. Yeah, for, and for real. Here's the other thing. I've got a headache. I don't want to have a headache anymore. Now you're yelling at me. You're angry. There's Mm -hmm. another issue that I've got to fix on top of the original headache. You're just adding extra issues onto your pile that you don't need to deal with. And it always floors me when people swear in the middle of an argument, attack another person, mock another person. It never, ever, ever goes well. It's a really bad tactic to get one of your needs met. And you'll see this online all the time. Yes. Somebody will attack you over a typo or a yep. spelling error. It's like this has nothing to do with the conversation we were trying to have. That's why I, yep. I have a hard time engaging with, with folks online because of that. If you say well, anything they disagree with, they basically are just looking for a fight. They're not interested well, in changing their perception. They're not interested in, in, in trying to understand the other person. They're just trying to win a fight. Listen, and I'm all for having a debate with somebody. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm fine with that. An intelligent debate, but you swear at me, mock me, make fun of me for something, we're done. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're not, you lose that ability. And what you're doing is you're getting yourself further away from a resolution or mm-hmm. further away from getting your need met. Yes, yeah. Right? Third rule. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use them in that proportion. One of the biggest problems when people get into some kind of conflict is they are so focused on their side of it that yeah. they can't hear the other person. Yeah, or they're, they're trying to formulate their, their next phrase in their mind and thinking about yes. how I'm going to try to communicate. They're not even listening to what the other person is saying. Yep. And, and again, face-to-face, it's almost obvious you know, people, you're not looking in the other person's eyes. You're not doing what they call active listening. You're basically turning inside saying, okay, this person's not hearing what I'm saying. So I'm going to try to find a way to formulate this that's going to get through or to try to score yep. that next point in this little fight. And now no communication is happening. You just have two people talking at each other and nobody actually receiving communication. Yep. Which can be a problem. Yeah. And and you use the word score. I'm not into keeping score in an argument. Like, I don't want to live a life like that. I just, I don't want to be in an argument. You know what I mean? No, because nobody wins. Exactly, exactly. Nobody wins. And the more that you can't get your point across, the more I feel you're going to go back to one of these, you're going to get emotional, you're going to swear, you're going to mock, you're going to devolve into some type of behavior that you shouldn't be doing that's not going to help you get any further along. Well, and I feel also that the the amount of time that you spend in conflict increases the odds of the whole conflict falling apart. Yes. You know, so so you've got two parties with a need that's not being met. Communication isn't happening. The longer they stay in that state, the sooner somebody's going to have an emotional breakdown and start bringing in one of these yep. escalators, like start swearing or attacking the other person because of the frustration that builds up. Yes. Versus letting all that stuff go and trying to get to a resolution, at least for the immediate moment of ending the conflict in a way that allows us to work on solving that problem. Oh, for sure. And I'm all for getting the problem solved as quickly as possible. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, Joe, if we're going to talk, I'd rather spend time with you recording a podcast or talking about something that's fun mm-hmm. than fighting or arguing. The quicker we can get that done, the better. Yeah. And I would say that's true in all scenarios. Conflict is part of a a healthy relationship with other people. I mean, otherwise you're just a a useless yes man or just a follower. Yes, that is true. So you have to be able to have conflict, but recognizing the other person in that conflict is sort of what all of these rules get towards. Well, and there's a difference between healthy conflict and, and unhealthy conflict, right? Exactly. Back to the listening part. Sometimes just by listening to people, 
you can learn a lot about them. Yeah. You can learn what needs they need that need to be met or that have to be met. But I've also been in arguments with people where I'll just shut up and let them talk mm-hmm. and they'll talk themselves out of the argument. Yeah. Sometimes the need is just to be heard. Yes. So hear them. Easy. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> the number the number four rule, don't try to solve somebody else's problem. This is so huge. This is so big. Especially, Especially for men, because men are fixers. For the men, we're always trying to fix the problem. Right? But it's not your job to ever make somebody else happy. Yeah, yeah. We live, we live in this world, I mean, even in a married couple, it's not your job to make your husband or wife happy. It's not their job to make you happy. The way you're going to be in a happy relationship or marriage is if you both independently have happiness, and then you can come together and create more of that happiness. Amen. But if, 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 if someone's miserable on the inside, you can't fix that. No, no, you can't. If somebody's bored, you shouldn't just be the Band-Aid solution. Find something to do if you're bored. Yeah. And so you, you can't make other people happy, but at the same time, you can't always provide the solution. Yeah. Let people find their own solutions. Yeah, being able to lead them to that solution is, is actually more uh, rewarding than simply providing yes. a solution. It's that That's whole, for sure. you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man to fish, he eats for his life. It's it's that kind of a thing. It's a much more yep. valuable gift to have somebody come to you with a problem, find their own solution because of you, and then move on. And and the solution tends to work. You know, if if you just become a problem solver, then that's what you are. You got a problem, you go see Bobby Maximus, he'll set you straight. And then you've got yep. a lit like a line outside your door of everybody coming to you with every stupid problem that they have, and they're completely unable of, of doing anything on their own to solve it. I've also found that when people come up with a solution themselves, they work a lot harder towards that solution. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're far more invested in it, if you will. Yes. Right? So try not to solve other people's problems. Try to help them solve it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, uh, there is one exception to that. If you are going to solve people's problems, buying them a pair of Lalo Maximus shoes or buying them a steak from Meat Locker will almost always solve those problems. Yeah, I have yet to come across a, a serious conflict that did not improve the relationship when Meat Locker was involved, right? Yeah. How about, it, how about the next it. argument you're in with your spouse? Just say, hey, would you like a meat locker steak? Just randomly in the middle of conversation. Yeah, while we're talking. Or, let, let me throw some meat on the grill. How's that sound? The next time your wife is yelling at you, look her in the eye, tell her how beautiful she is, and how much more beautiful she'd look in the women's Lalo Maximus shoe. <laughs> Try that one and see if that works for you. Remember... <laughs> This is that's pretty good. I wonder how that would go. And if you try that on your spouse, one of these tactics, please, please, pretty please, times infinity, let us know. Because I would I would love to hear that how that went. Oh. Babe, babe, you look really upset. How would you like to try eating a delicious meat locker steak delivered right to your door? I've got bacon. That would be really, really funny. Bacon fixes everything. But remember, the website, lalo.com, L-A-L-O.com. Use the code Maximus Podcast or go to meatlocker.com. Remember, Lalo is for shoes. Meat Locker is for steak and bacon and chicken and pork and things like that. The code is Maximus there. The website's meatlocker.com. One of the most important rules, Joe, moving on, and and this is not necessarily uh, intuitive to people. It's what I call the be curious rule. Oftentimes when we're talking to people, we want to rush to judgment, put our own spin on it, or give our own opinion. Yes. And we forget to ask people questions to really get to the bottom of what's going on. Well, that goes back to rule number three, right? Listening. Listen to yes. what they're saying and then try to understand what they're what they're telling you. Yeah. You know, if you, you don't understand, ask some probing questions. Yes. Because now they know that you're trying to, to, to hear them. And that's huge. You know, that need of, of being heard is being met because you're you're well, probing, you're trying to get it. You say, Well, I, I hear you say X, do you mean Y? And it gives yep. them the opportunity to clarify. Clarify. Well, and sometimes Joe, and and I think that people suffer from, I guess I'll call it a low verbal IQ, but a lot of times people, what they say isn't what they mean. Right, right. 
right? So give them a chance to clarify and a, a, a chance to correct one of the things, you know, you just said it like, here's what I heard. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Give them a chance to either clarify or double down on their comment. Yeah. You know, so you're you're at home, uh, you're in an argument and your wife calls you a fucking idiot. Well, now and this is a real life scenario because this is how people talk to each other, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You got two choices here, Joe. A, because you were just called a fucking idiot, you're probably going to get emotional and mad. Yeah. That's not going to help you. It's just going to make things worse. Yep. The best way to respond to that is, I just heard you call me a fucking idiot. What did you mean by that? Give them the chance to either correct themselves or mm -hmm. attack you again. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that? There's a question. Yeah. You know, you just called me a fucking idiot. Why do you think that? Do you really think I'm stupid? Like you can ask people questions to, in a way, you're you're helping them by, it's disarming in, in a way, but you're also allowing them to get to the point of what they really need. Because I'm sure, yeah. Joe, your wife doesn't think you're an idiot. Right. She wouldn't have married maybe, me if that was the case, right? Maybe maybe she does. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, men and women out there that aren't happy in their relationship. But I'm sure she doesn't mean you're, you're an idiot. There's something that's wrong that she needs fixed. Right. But again, you're not allowed to fix people's problems. So – Let's reword that. There's a need that's not being met. Yes. Yeah. And we're trying to identify you know, what that need is. So why not ask her what she really needs? Yeah. Hey, Megan, you seem upset. What do you need? How can I be of assistance? Mm -hmm. So much easier than just swearing back at her or yelling back at her or going right on the defensive. And I'm not saying it's easy, Joe. No, not at all. And, and again, you, you said it earlier, like the, the be curious is not intuitive for people. That's really hard because if somebody does throw an uh, uh, F-bomb at you, it, it's real tempting to just pick it up and throw it right back. And now, now yes, you're, you're, sure. not, you're not communicating anymore. You're just yelling. You're just fighting. And, and nothing is going to get resolved that way. So like you, you have For to sure. be willing to let, that, to let that hit, to let it sting, and just let it roll off your yep. back. And then say, what did you really mean? And you can even say that. You know, one of my favorite phrases is that didn't land on me well. Can you clarify what you mean? Mm -hmm. But I also, Joe, for later on, I love and it's a tactic. I love giving people the opportunity to double down on their comment. Yeah. Because you can say something once and you can say later, I didn't mean to say that or I only said that out of anger or yeah. you didn't hear me correctly or, you know, whatever. If you double or triple down on a statement, you can't really deny it later. That's right. That's right. So it's a way to back somebody in a corner too. Like if you're in a debate, that didn't land on me well. Can you clarify? And then again, your wife says, you're a fucking idiot. What don't you understand about that? Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Now, now you, you double know down you on that. Yeah. Now I know where I stand. Okay. So what did I do to get you to say that? Yeah. Right. Or is there something I can help you with? That doesn't help me meet your need. What can I help you with right now? Right. And one of the most important things to remember, and I think it's something that plagues people today, is that people suffer from low emotional IQ. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think, a really underrated uh, characteristic in judging people. Now, I hear Gary, like v, you, Gary V talks about it all the time, about how yep. everybody he hires has to have high emotional yes. IQ. I think I think that's as important as somebody's skill set. Yeah. Right? Like in terms of a working situation, you could be the best in the world at computer programming. You could be the best in the world at being a doctor. You could be have all kinds of legal knowledge and be a legal dictionary. But if you have a low emotional IQ, you're not going to get along with your coworkers. Yeah. You're not going to be able to close business deals. You're going to be either withdrawn or aggressive or so you're going to have some other negative traits that are going to cause problems. And you're certainly going to have issues in relationships, which is probably going to cause issues at work. Yeah. One of the things I think Gary Vee said is that emotional IQ should be very high up on your on your reason or reason not to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it, it's important. But remember that a lot of people you're arguing with have a low emotional IQ. And, and I'll tell you, Joe, a person that gets angry and takes it out on other people, low emotional IQ. A person that just resorts to swearing when they're angry, low emotional IQ. You know where you see a lot of this? 
is watching shows like Cops, Live yep. PD, right? I I was gonna say the trailer park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like know, that's that's if, that's what that's what we're talking about here. Is like people are just just angry and, and probably intoxicated and not thinking yep. straight in the first place. Like this is not good communication. And and my my hat is off to the police officers that I have to respond to these things because trying to communicate with people who are just belligerent and drunk and on top of it, not the brightest people in the world, takes a no. lot of patience. A lot of patience. Can, can I tell you a really sad story, though, Joe? Let's hear it. When I was a police officer, one of the number one questions I was asked by my friends, family, you know, people who weren't police officers were, you know, was was what bums you out the most? Like, is it is it is it dealing with drunk, belligerent people? Is it dealing with poor people? Uh, is it dealing with gangbangers? Like, what's what's the thing that, like, causes you to lose faith in humanity? My answer was never any of those things. The answer is... When I would go into a person's home who I expected to be a good professional person, I'm talking the doctors of the world, the lawyers of the world, the business people of the world, the teachers of the world, and you would see what a low emotional IQ they had, how they would behave, how they Mm -hmm. would treat their spouse, how they would treat their own kids. It was shocking to Mm -hmm. me that – the people that you look at to think, wow, those are good put together people, the problems they have behind closed doors, it's unreal. And and I would say this, you can be listening to this podcast and you can think that you're the greatest person in the world. If you have a bad day and you go home and you take it out on your family, you have a problem and you have some self-work to do. Yeah. If you're frustrated and you decide because you're frustrated, you're going to roll your eyes at another person, swear at your kids, make that, you know, that noise, Joe, ugh, and make a noise because you're frustrated. (laughs) You have a problem and you need to do some self-work. And unfortunately, this is really, really common where you're having a bad day. So now you're going to take it out on everyone around you. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, that's, that, that's a real issue. But I think that that also goes back to rule number one of keeping your emotions in check. Right. And and recognizing like you may not be the person that they need at that moment. So if you are mm-hmm. burnt out, you're tired, you're crabby, you know, you, you had a rough day at the office, whatever. And you come home and your wife comes up and she starts uh, bringing up some issue. And you are OK to say, I, I can't really help right now. Yeah. You know, I don't have the bandwidth to, to even manage this right now. Can, can we just table yep. this until I'm in a better place? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you resort to the what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You have a real problem. And, Joe, I think a lot of this comes from childhood. I agree. I mean, if we, we are raised, products of our, of our environment. Exactly. Yep. And if you were raised with a dad or mom that spoke like this, that becomes your normal. Yeah, yeah. If you were raised in an environment where this is is tolerable, I mean, you're really, I think the technical term for it is you're an emotionally dysregulated person. Yeah. You're unable to like like uh, function in these kind of, of situations. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know people who used to hear their parents scream at each other, who used to watch their dad hit their mom, mm-hmm. who watched their mom throw stuff at dad or hit dad, who... You know, I'm actually shocked, Joe. I mean, I, I respect you as a parent and, and I know a lot about you and your life mm-hmm. and I've seen you interact with your kids and stuff. I've never seen you or heard you on the phone yell unnecessarily at your kids. And we have a fairly close relationship. Yeah. What shocks me is when you see a mom in what I call a full on heated verbal altercation with your children in public. <laughs> Like you're arguing with a four-year-old and you're having a meltdown. Now, to, and, to, to be fair, right, there have been times when, you know, you're trying to put a baby in the car seat and the baby don't want to go in the car seat <laughs> and you will snap. And I, I, I have received a phone call from my lovely, amazing wife, who is a fantastic mother and probably one of the yep. most intelligent, well-put-together people I've ever met, uh, call me in tears because she was screaming at a baby that wouldn't go into a car seat, worried that yep. the neighbors are going to think she's abusive. <laughs> it does funny. happen, but there's a big difference between that kind of a thing and like like you just said like literally having a full-blown altercation in public with a 4-year-old 
Like the kid. You, you, yeah, the kid is just doing what, what the kid has learned at that point. They don't understand when, emotion or conflict resolution. That's on you as the adult. Or when couples fight in public. Right, yeah. Like when I see a couple in a restaurant just in a full-on fight, like how did you get to this place? Yeah, yeah. And the other question I have is if you're doing the shit in public, what does behind closed doors look like? Right, yeah. Because you have no limits at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like how does how does this go down? But it's super awkward for everyone involved. And like I said, Joe, it comes from that low emotional IQ because people get heated. They swear. They don't know how to listen. They don't know how to argue. They don't know how to get their needs met. And they almost revert back. I'm glad you brought it up to start the podcast. They revert to baby mode. Yes. Yeah. Just screaming at yep. the top of their lungs praying for someone to fix their problems because they're unable to fix it themselves. Yep. You know, and you should never need, let's add another one to this. You should never look to other people to fix your problems for you. No, that's right. That's absolutely right. Like right. we're, we're saying don't solve the problem. You're not a fixer. And this is especially true with men, but at the same time, don't expect your partner to fix your problem for you. Can they yeah. be part of the solution? Sure. Can you ask him for an assistant? Sure. But you can't expect everyone else to solve your problems. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's not, it's not me versus you. It's you and me versus the problem. That's the way that you yes. have to look at these things. That's exactly it. And I love, I love the line like, well, I won that argument. No one really yeah. wins when you, don't, you argue. Yeah. Right. Or are you, are you happy you won Joe? Yeah. No, I, I wasn't aware we were in a contest. Yeah, I'm keeping score. Nope. I, I have a notebook, and every time I win an argument, yep. I put a tick in there. The relationship scorecard or the yeah. work scorecard, because work really is you're in a relationship with your coworkers. Yeah, for real. And and I've I've been in the position. I won't name any names, although I would love to. Where I've worked <laughs> for people like this, right? You have that boss, and and just think to your boss at work how they are a good boss or a bad boss. Mm -hmm. But that person that when they have a bad day. Everyone in the office is going to have a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Where something you've done for the last month that has been totally acceptable is now unacceptable and you're going to get written up for it because they're in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. The person that condescending, that's mean, that puts down employees. The person – and you know what's funny about it, Joe? Hmm. The boss I used to have and, and I have a very specific person in mind, <laughs> you could feel it when they come in the room. Yeah, right? yeah. Like when they were looking for a fight, you could feel the energy as they walked into the workplace. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, so that's no not problem. pleasant. But that does lead no, us to, it, to the next thing that we need to discuss, which is how to withdraw. Well, and, and this is where we'll end the podcast, really. It's a good way for us to withdraw from this. Yeah, But right. sometimes you cannot solve the problem right away. Yeah. And as uncomfortable as it is to walk away or as uncomfortable as it is to kind of cease and just, you know, go your own, you, you know, on your own path for a minute, because uh, that can be really hard. That can cause a lot of people an anxiety. Sometimes you just can't come to a resolution right away and you have to withdraw. Yeah. So how do you do that effectively? One, I'd say avoid escalating. Yeah. Yeah. Again, right? go, going back to, to, to that rule number two. Right. Not not making a big deal out of it. Right. Yep. Trying trying to again, I have a need here too. Right? You've got a need. I've got a need. We're unable to come to terms with that right now. So I, I want to help. I want to be of good service to you. So let's table this until tomorrow and then we can try this again. Would be fair. Saying, well, and I would say you know this, what? Joe. Let's fucking not talk about this, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, that's not going to help you get away. That's just going to drag like that. In that, that inflates the whole argument. And again, you're getting so, further and further from resolution. Well, here's another thing I would say: if you want to withdraw for what I call self care, because yeah. you need to look after yourself, or you're not able to solve the problem, or you're frustrated, or you sense yourself not being able to be in control of your emotions, and you want to walk away, the more you escalate you lessen your chance of withdrawal. Yes. Yeah. 100%. If you, if you decide to get emotional, swear, get angry, mock, like break all these rules we talked about, you're asking for someone to follow you into another room. Yeah. yeah. You're getting them more heated. Your, your chance of withdrawal, you're minimizing it. So 
avoid any escalations. Number two, create a boundary. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't want to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. I would, I would prefer to, to, to not engage in this right now. I can't That's help you right fine. now. Yeah. I can't help you right now. Now, what happens if somebody says, you know, you say, I don't want to talk about this. You're, and, and you're on the other end of that, Joe. Yeah. So you say, Rob, I've got to talk to you about an important podcast issue. And I tell you, I don't want to talk about that right now. Your response should be, well, when would you like to talk about it? Right. Right. Like you, you have the opportunity to say that and you can, you guys can make a play date later yeah. to talk about your issues. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can absolutely create a boundary. Right. Right. State what you need. Yeah. I need, I need some space. I need some time to process what you've told me. Yep. I, I need some time to, to cool off from a previous argument before I engage in another yep. one. Right. And put that on yourself. Don't blame the other person. Right. Right. Blaming the other person. That's another way to escalate it. Like, well, you ambushed me with this. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Say I had a rough day. I don't have the bandwidth to deal with this right now. Can we talk about it later, please? Mm-hmm. That's it. If someone is being really rough on you and we've all been in this situation, you have the right to walk away. Yes. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You, you, can, you can go take care of yourself, but don't put it on them. It's going to make them feel punished. Right. So rather than say, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the day, say, I need to take some time to myself. I'm here to help you when you figure out how I can do that. Yeah, that's that's give the person an option to give the person an option to reengage. Yes. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're not we're not settling this right now. I'm not sure how I can help you. Let me know when I can be of assistance. Until then, I'm going to be in the garage. I'm going to be in the basement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the other room. I'm going to be on a different floor. I'm going back to my office, whatever yeah, it is. I'm going I'm to be, be away cooling down so that I can be of service when the time is right. Yep. Boom. When you need me, I'm here for you. Yeah. And, and it's really important to remember, again, that being right isn't the goal here. Right. We're trying to get to resolution. And sometimes that just can't happen right now. And I'm bad for this, Joe. Like in an argument, you think the sky is green and I clearly know it's blue mm-hmm. rather than letting it go. If you want to think the sky is green, great. You're you're you do what you got to do. doesn't really affect me. Yeah. But now I got to prove that I'm right. Right. I'm more interested in hearing you say I'm right than actually helping you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It could be an issue for people, right? It's not about being right or wrong. It's just about living a peaceful life. Yeah. And on that note, pick your battles, right? Like you don't have to use every instance in your life as an excuse to fight. Right. And if someone comes looking for a fight, you don't have to be the one to give it to them, Mm -hmm. which unfortunately happens in life. Yeah, it does. If your boss comes has a bad day and comes into the office looking for a fight, don't give it to them. Walk away. If your spouse is angry, walk away. I keep thinking of that scene with Luke Skywalker in the cantina and Mos Eisley. And that yep. guy's like, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. Like that yep. stuff actually happens. Some people are just looking for a fight. Like, now you don't have to whip out a lightsaber and cut the guy's arm off, but like no. you, you don't have to speak back. You could just leave. You could just disengage. Well, and sometimes you end up, and I used to be really bad for this, Joe, with I was not good at conflict resolution. The way I would try to disengage wasn't a good way. Right. So I'll give you an example. <laughs> you come up to me in a bar and you say, hey, man, you know, I don't like your shirt or I don't like you or I don't like the way you're looking at me. And rather than walk away, I'd say, listen, pal, you don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Calling yeah. somebody pal. You might as well punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole host of words I like like that, Joe. Buddy, uh-huh. chief, <laughs> chief, pal, listen, chief. friend, <laughs> homeboy. Like, don't call me that shit. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. My favorite, and, and it's actually funny, one of the guys at the gym uh, and I were talking about this. Don't son me. You're not yeah. my dad. Yeah. Listen here, son. That's a fight. I'm yep. now morally obligated to punch you. <laughs> Right. I think I heard you call me son. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Is that wow. is that what you did you meant to imply that you're my father? So the next thing is, if you tell somebody, listen, pal, you don't want any of this. It's like you're threatening them. Yes, exactly. You don't want any of this. What do you mean by that? Now I want to figure out what I don't want any of. 
Yeah. If yeah. someone says that to me, like, oh, who are you? You some kind of tough guy? Yeah. You just walk yourself into stuff. And like I said, some people are looking for a fight. Don't yes. give it to them. Yeah. You don't have to engage with every don't, asshole that comes your way. Don't be the easy target. Well, and some people, Joe, are very comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Well, and some people right? are very uncomfortable being comfortable, aren't they? Things that's are exactly going, it. Things are going well, and they have to find a, a reason to tear it all apart. Well, and that's the person that grew up in an abusive household. Yeah, yeah. If you grew up in an emotionally dysregulated home, an abusive household, you have a really difficult time just being happy. Yeah. You can't just settle. It's almost like people have an issue when it's too quiet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They've got to make some noise. And if it's too noisy, they have an issue with the amount of noise there is. Like they're they, just they, they watch way too much like network TV drama and they just think that's what people's lives are supposed to be like. And when everything's peachy keen, they're just like, well, why isn't somebody sleeping with somebody else? Yep. <laughs> like, maybe that's digging maybe stuff that's up. maybe it's not even TV. Maybe that's just how they grew up. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Like I I want a conflict-free household. Yeah. I don't want to fight every day. I don't want to have issues every day. I don't want to. Unfortunately, that's all some people, that's all they know. Yeah. And yeah. when things are going well, they self-destruct. Yeah. There's a constant need for drama and it's fabricated a lot of it. It's the same kind of thing. We talked about this in the, in the complaints podcast, but the person that just needs to find something to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. They're too comfortable you know, and they, they're just either waiting for or hoping for something to fall apart so that they can be miserable again. Yep. Well, the two examples I'll give to that are your home and your girlfriend or your spouse or your, your boyfriend, right? Mm. Or your husband. It's the, I've had people who will chronically complain about their house. I yeah. hate my, I don't like my sauna. I don't like the driveway. I don't like the grass. I don't like the color of that wall. Well, if you hate your house so much, why don't you move? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do something to fix it? Why are you constantly complain? And for that type of personality, Joe, you give me a list of problems with your house. If I fix every one of them, you'll come up with it, 10 new problems. Exactly. Yep. It's it. That's not what the issue is. You're just not happy. It's not yeah. the house. Yeah. You know, um, and those are the people who I call them the rich, entitled folks of the world. Mm -hmm. But the people who have a two million dollar house. They have four cars. They can buy whatever they want. They can go on vacation whenever they want. And it's just the the problems that they manufacture, Joe, for the sake of manufacturing problems yes. are insane. Yes. I actually remember a story my wife told me where she was training a client and she used to live in a wealthy area where there's a bunch of these um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Degenerative type, low emotional <laughs> people. And uh, that's not a shot at the people. Actually, it is a shot at the people <laughs> where she grew up. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But there was a woman who was just beside herself and angry about something. And Lisa said, what's wrong? My nanny didn't show up last night and I had to put my own kids to bed. Good Lord. Can you fucking imagine? Like, really? That's your issue? Oh. that pathetic of a human being. But Joe, this is, I remember getting called to a very rich neighborhood in Toronto called Forest Hill. It's, it's one of the wealthiest subdivisions in, in North America. And a person called me to complain that somebody else's garbage bin was on their side of the property by an inch. A surprisingly common <laughs> police call in certain neighborhoods. This, this, is, this is what I deal with. This was on, wasn't this another, on Live PD? I'm pretty sure there was an episode of Cops. Yep. <laughs> another favorite of mine, a person in a $15 million house who has about $100 million cash in their bank account mm -hmm. got into a physical altercation with a landscaper over their rates. 20 versus $22 an hour. Right. And the person was there for three hours. Uh-huh. So you 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 risked getting charged with assault. You lowered yourself. <laughs> you caused yourself all kinds of stress. And then three hours with the police for six fucking dollars. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, speaking of and conflicts here, Bobby, I've got a conflict because I do have to go pick JoJo up in uh, 10 or 15 minutes. So. Oh, you do? Yes, all right. I do. So there's, well, there's, uh, there's my – I present to you my situation. I – State that I have a need that needs to be met. Let's you try know what, to resolve Joe? this. 
I'm going to stop you there. Fuck you. You don't give a <laughs> shit about me or this fucking You podcast. always fucking selfish. do this. <laughs> yeah. You selfish dickhead. You always fucking do this. You never <laughs> listen to me. By the way, there is another rule. Completely, 100% all the time, avoid making always or yes. never states. Yes. They will always fire people up. Yes, they will. They will 100%. And the reality is they're not true. No, they're not. I mean, unless you're, you're legitimately like some kind of sociologist who's tracking things in a research environment, you're, you you can't say that. You just can't. No, you can't. And it's a way to make somebody mad. You always yeah. do this, Joe. Yeah. How dare you go pick up JoJo? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but that's honestly, Joe, that's what happens with people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you guys, to recap quickly, because we've got to uh, shut this down, rules for a, a conflict resolution. Keep your emotions in check. Don't escalate. Don't swear, mock, mimic, attack, snide comments. Leave them alone. It doesn't help you get closer to your goal. Make sure you listen more than you speak. Don't try to solve the problem. You can be of assistance, but let people find their own solutions. Be curious. Ask probing questions. Don't assume. What's that phrase? It makes an ass out of you and me. That's right. It's absolutely true. Just be curious and ask questions. Withdraw if you have to. And we just have a brand new rule. Stay away from always or never statements. Except in the case of the Maximus podcast, always listen to the Maximus podcast. Always subscribe. subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. To the left.